0: Good morning, aloha. This is Bear Wozniak, we're coming to you from Waikiki Beach. Still kind of uh, the pre-dawn hours here. I'm getting up at the same time, but the sun must be sleeping in. Uh, We're reading from the Catholic Catechism, and we're in paragraph 698. So, we're reading through this first year in in Catechism in a year on the profession of faith. And we're talking about the symbols of the Holy Spirit. One of the symbols of this Holy Spirit is the seal. The seal was something that a king would use. Hold on here, I'm gonna have this coffee more handy than that. Someone would seal, when they would write on a scroll, and then they would roll it up, they would drip hot wax on it, and then they would seal it with a signet ring. So the people knew it had not been opened and they would know that it was the official signet ring of the king that had authorized that letter. And so we are told that we are sealed with a promise. So a promise is a contract, right? A promise is a, something we make with someone and we, we seal it, right? Sometimes there's that corporate seal that's pressed into a into a contract. The seal is a symbol close to that of anointing. The Father has set His seal on Christ, and also seals us in Him. We are sealed with a promise. There's a promise from God, because the seal indicates the indelible effect, in other words, something that can never change, of the anointing with the Holy Spirit in the sacraments of baptism and the sacraments of confirmation, and also in holy orders. I remember it was so beautiful when my father was um, received the the holy orders of being a deacon. The image of the seal, the sphragas, i not say it right, to in the morning, stragus has been used in sub theological tradition to express the indelible character imprinted by these three unrepeatable sacraments. The hand, uh, laying on of hands, you know, I myself was healed a miraculously of a extremely painful ongoing back problem that lasted for years and often would just stop me in my tracks. And one day I was miraculously healed. Um, and uh, it's it, it, that's why it's so cool that I'm a world champion tandem surfer, because that's where you lift a woman over your head while you're surfing. And so uh, the miraculous healing of the Holy Spirit of my back by, the, by His hand, uh, let's the foolish ones confound the wise you know that it was when i was weak that i was strong that i was able to win those world titles only because god healed my extremely difficult back problem that the doctors couldn't figure out what was the problem or how to fix it and no treatment seemed to help so the hand of jesus heals the sick and blesses little children by laying hands on them the holy spirit in his in his name the apostles will do the same Even more pointedly, it is by the Apostles' imposition of hands that the Holy Spirit is given. The letter to the Hebrews lists the imposition of hands among the fundamental elements of its teaching. The Church has kept this sign of the all-powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit in its sacramental epiclesis. The Finger of God. It's interesting how Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out Satan, kind of like, bing! Um, that uh, uh, shows you the incomparable power of God. Uh, you can't even compare the power of God to anything else. I mean, you can't say that or a million or a billion or a trillion times more powerful. God is infinitely more powerful than any thing that he created. It is the finger of God that Jesus cast out demons. Bing! If God's law was written on tablets of stone by the, finger of, uh, by the finger of God, then the letter from Christ entrusted in the care of the apostles as written with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on the ta- tablets of our human hearts. The hymn Veni Creator Spiritus invokes the Holy Spirit as the finger of the Father's right hand. The Holy Spirit we all know so, much, so well as being uh, the symbol of the dove at the end of the flood, when symbolism, whose symbolism refers to baptism, right? The, the Ark of, of Noah is like the Ark of the Church, and that being, we're um, world being engulfed in water would be like us being engulfed in the waters of our baptism, immersed in that baptism symbolically, uh, a symbolic death. In fact, in real way, a real death a death to the old man and life to the new, new life within us. At the end of the flood, whose symbolism refers to baptism, a dove released by Noah uh, returns with a fresh olive tree branch in its beak as a sign that the earth has again habitable. When Christ comes up from the water of his baptism, what, what appears? The Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, comes down upon him and remains with him. The Spirit comes down. When we pray for people, uh, I always say, I, "I pray, come, Holy Spirit, increase your hand, Holy Spirit, um, increase your hand on this person." Come, Holy Spirit. And it's interesting when you pray for someone, if you're praying with someone, uh, from time to time, look at them, and you'll begin to see the Holy Spirit move on their countenance. You can sense a change in their, in their, in their. Um, in their, on the countenance of their face and in the way that they're experiencing in a special way, the Holy Spirit. When Christ comes up from the water of his baptism, the Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, comes down upon him and remains with him. The Spirit comes down and remains in the purified, the purified hearts of the baptized. In certain churches, the Eucharist is reserved in a metal receptacle in the form of a dove, a, columb- a columbarium suspended above the altar you know when you see um it's really amazing when you go into the vatican into the saint peter's basilica uh, uh, the the big beautiful altar and then in the back above that there's a stained glass window and it looks for some reason uh, even on a cloudy day uh the light shining through that that stained glass window of of, of the dove the goldish yellow background it looks brilliantly bright. And that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, representing the Holy Spirit. Um, Christian iconography traditionally uses a dove to suggest the Spirit. We're gonna to come to a new section now. God's Spirit and Word in the time of the promise. No, the promises. And the Bible says, all promises are yes and amen. All promises of God are yes and amen. Hey, if you're joining us today, say aloha to everybody. Let us know where you are. It's always fun to know people all over the world tuning in. Be sure to press the share button too because that allows you to be part of this ministry. From the beginning until the fullness of time, I love that, that saying, in the fullness of time, Jesus came. Uh, time is such an a, a, a unfathomable, you know, everyone seems to know what it is, but explain what it is. Explain what time is. St. Augustine tried valiantly to explain it. You know, since the moment I just said the word time, we're on a linear path. You know, I said time five seconds ago. The thought I have now before it can even reach my mouth was, was in the past. What, what, is, what, is, what is that eternal now? Um, that uh, that uh, God lives in when he said I am who am before Abraham was I am and yet he created time from the beginning of time until the fullness of time and of course the fullness of time has to be that moment of Christ's um, Christ's uh, incarnation and you know you look at the circumstances of his incarnation uh, what was how everything was prepared in so many ways the east the the Greek mind was prepared. Hundreds of, hundreds of years, like 500 years BC and following the Greek mind of Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, it began to make men reason and think beyond these, the pantheon of, of the soap opera gods of, of, the, of mythology. Um, the Roman, the Pax Romana, the Peace of Rome that uh, brought uh, uh, order out of chaos uh, throughout most of the known world, the very fact that there were vil- there were villages and cities, as opposed to up in the north, like in Germany, in the Goth area, there weren't cities. There were just little little um, little villages, not even villages to speak of, but we would call a village. But because there were cities, and then there was the Roman roads that even today I've walked on. They're still better condition than some of the roads here in Hawaii. Um, it'll, it it prepared it prepared. Uh, the people to receive the gospel, and then, of course, the great work he did with the children of Israel, preparing them, insisting, insisting with them that he there was one God, and that he is a God of love. He's a God of reason. Come, let us reason together. And so there was this fullness of time when Jesus came. the The joint mission of the Father's Word and Spirit remains hidden, but it is at work. God's spirit prepares for the time of the Messiah neither is fully revealed but both are already promised hey Dennis Aloha to be watched for and welcomed at their manifestation so for this reason when the church reads the Old Testament she searches there for what the spirit who has spoken to the prophets wants to tell us about Christ by prophets the faith of the church here understands all whom the Holy Spirit inspired in living proclamation and in the composition of the sacred books, both of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jewish tradition distinguishes first the law, the first five books of the Pentateuch, which Moses uh, uh, had written down and established, then the prophets, our historical and prophetic books, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, and so on. Our historical and prophetic books, historical books would be like Chronicles, Samuel, uh, Book of Samuel, Book of Kings, and in the New Testament, like the Book of Acts and the Gospels. And finally, the writings, especially the wisdom literatures, in particular the Psalms. So you think of Psalms, you think of Proverbs, you think of the Book of Surak, um, beautiful literature. So the Bible, you know, isn't a book, it's really a, a library of books. And it was the Catholic Church that around the year, in the year three, <coughs> in the th- 400s, 300s, canonized and said, We will accept the Septuagint of the Old Testament, uh, the, old, the Hebrew te- to Old Testament, um, as, the, as, our, as part of the Bible. And then they, they canonized the, the New Testament scriptures, the Gospels, the book of Acts, the letters of Paul, John, Peter, you know, uh, and, and others. Um, but it's interesting the the books the, book, the books of the Old Testament that the Catholic Church canonized and then Martin Luther later kicked out. He kicked out some of the books of the Old Testament, like the Book of Surak and 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 others. Um, but the reason why the Catholic Church canonized the Septuagint, which was a special translation uh, that seventy rabbis uh, that's hence the word Septuagint. Uh, were 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 brought together to translate the hebrew scriptures into greek um, uh, and that miraculously they were all kept separate the, the the legend has that that all their all of their translations came out word for word the same the reason why we canonize that is because that's the quotes it's the quotes from the septuagint that jesus quoted so i think that's pretty strong validation for for keeping those all the books that we have in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament. Um, I got to get going. I have a meeting with Sophia Institute Publishing. They're republishing uh, one of my books, and we're working with their marketing department today. So, um, my book, Deep Adventure, the Way of Heroic Virtue, is, is being re released. Then, my book, Deep in the Wave, a Surfing Guide to the Soul, is being re released. And then, my new book, which I'm so excited about, The 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? That will come out about a year from now. So I'm I'm diligently working on that. I'm working on the chapter now called Riding for the Brand. We also invite all the men, come to, uh, uh, go to uh, deepadventure.com and join the School of Manliness. And for all the women, uh, go to our deepadventure.com site and join the Mama Bears. Okay, till uh, til tomorrow, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Mekai noa okamakua. I make in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit oh my gosh karen you have a new baby boy a new uh when did you when did you find out it was going to be a boy soon there'll have a new a new baby boy oh i want a grand i want a grandbaby so bad <laughs> that's wonderful that's wonderful wonderful news you know when we were with archbishop chaput in uh at the Knapp Institute a few years ago, someone asked him, "What is uh, the the most important program for evangelization?" And he said, "The family. That's it. In a nutshell, that's God's plan for for uh, for a good a good evangelistic program. Have a big family, grow them up in the Lord. And yeah, I know you're doing that. Love you guys. Aloha."